Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. We're in Luke chapter 11. Turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 11. So it says in verse 29, And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. And we did talk a little bit about this last time, because what they're asking for isn't for Jesus to to heal the sick or to raise the dead. And not to say that those things aren't signs. If you remember in Acts chapter 4, when the disciples had been persecuted, they'd raised the, the lame man up at the gate beautiful, and he was walking and leaping and praising God. They, then they were persecuted and beaten and jailed and whipped, and, and they, they left, and they went and they gathered in a place, and they prayed that the Holy Spirit would come upon them and give them boldness, and that signs and wonders would be done in the name of God's holy servant, Jesus. And, and so they, they believed that these things were signs and wonders, these, these miracles that were being performed. But what they were looking for wasn't a, a sign like, you know, healing the sick or, or raising the dead, but something that would be a national sign, something that would break the laws of nature on a large scale, such as parting the Red Sea or bringing down manna from heaven or, or something something like that, that the entire nation of Israel would see and recognize as a, as a sign. Now, you remember when he fed the 5,000 that they, even at that time they tried to, to take him and make him a king. That was almost good enough, right? But they're, they're asking now for some sort of a sign. And Jesus says the only sign that they're going to get is the sign of the prophet Jonah, which is kind of an interesting statement here in Luke because he doesn't really explain that. Matthew does, however. And so in Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, Jesus goes on to say, recording the same incident, Jesus goes on to say, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And so Jesus is, of course, speaking of his burial and resurrection. Now, I'm sure you're probably familiar with the story of Jonah, but it's, it's kind of an interesting story, and it's you know, one of those ones we learn in Sunday school a lot of the times because it's just so colorful. You know, here's this prophet who God says, I want you to go to the city of Nineveh and, you know, proclaim this judgment on them. And Jonah's like, hey, no, I won't go, right? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not. And so he gets on a ship heading for Spain. He's not going to go. He's not going to go to to Nineveh. And, and why? Well, because, you know, maybe some racism. You know, Jews thought that they were the only people that were saved, and the Gentiles were just filthy dogs. And, you know, the, the Gentiles had earned that name, and especially the Assyrians. The Assyrians, where this, the capital city was Nineveh, were especially bad. 
they worshipped a god by the name of Dagon, who was a fish god. And because of that, when they would attack cities, they would besiege cities, they would get into those cities, they would break down the walls, or they would starve the people out. And then when the people finally came out, they would slaughter them. And they wouldn't just kill them, but they would cut them open while they were alive. They'd bring out babies and pregnant women. They would cut people's heads off and pile them in big piles in front of the city. It was, it was awful. But if you were unfortunate enough not to be killed in that way, then what they would do is they would displace you from the land that you lived in to take you to another land, a place where you wouldn't be comfortable. If you were a, 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 you know, a Mediterranean person like the Israelites were living on the Mediterranean, they would take you to the mountains or they take you to the desert, or they take you somewhere that was completely opposite of the way that you would you'd do agriculture, or the way that you'd survive, and so basically keep everybody in a bad place. But it wasn't just that. What they would also do to you is they had these giant, because of Dagon, their fish god, they would have these giant fish hooks, and they would take them, and they'd put them into your mouth, under your tongue, and poke them through out the bottom of your chin, and then they'd put you on a chain gang, and they would carry you you know, you'd walk behind a, a horse or a cart or something like that in a big long line of people with fish hooks in their jaw. And you see that a lot in the Old Testament. You hear about putting hooks in their jaw. That's what they would do. They'd carry you to that place that they're going to take you with this awful fish hook, barbed fish hook in your jaw. Could you imagine? And so these were awful people. And, and Jonah certainly did not have any love for them. And so he gets on a boat heading for Tarshish and, you know, of course, the storm. And they, you know, cast lots and find out that it's Jonah. He says, throw me overboard. So they do. And a great fish comes. God had prepared a fish, remember? And it came and it swallowed Jonah. And it took him three days and three nights down from the Mediterranean into the, into the ocean and down around the horn and up the Tigris River and spit him out on the shore of Nineveh, of Assyria. And he walked into the city, no doubt. And, you know, the, the scientists who have discovered, people who have actually been swallowed by fish and, and lived to tell the tale, this has happened. And they, it bleaches their skin white. Could you imagine what this looks like? Seaweed wrapped around his head. That's what he said as he lamented in the belly of the, of the great fish. It, he walks into the city uh, ghostly. His clothes probably tattered and, you know, hole-ridden and not a super pleasant sight to see. Could you imagine? And the fishermen and those who are down by the shore who see this fish come out of the water, they're probably freaking out, and then all of a sudden it goes, Bleh, and this guy comes flying out, you know? walks into the city, and his message to them is, 40 days in your toast. 40 days in your overthrown. That's what he said. That's the only thing. He didn't say, you know, Jesus loves you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. There was nothing. It was all judgment. And so what did the people do? The people repented in sackcloth and ashes. Now, it says that that was a sign to them, and we're going to see that in a second, but what, what is this talking about when... It says, just like Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. What is that talking about, the heart of the earth? Well, you know, this is something that a lot of people don't understand. You know, you think, okay, bad people die, they go to hell. You know, unrepentant, unbelieving, the abominable, they go to hell. And the good people die, they go to heaven. Well, it, it isn't quite so cut and dry as that. 
And before Jesus died upon the cross, you have to understand that those people went to a place that we'll just call it paradise. And we'll call it paradise because that's what Jesus said to the thief on the cross, the one who repented. Remember, he said to that guy, today you will be with me in paradise. Okay, and so we're going to consider this place, and if we look at Luke chapter 17, which we won't today because we'll be there shortly, but in Luke chapter 17, it talks about the rich man and Lazarus, and they both died, and, they, and one went to Abraham's side, one went to torment, but they were both in this place, and it seems to be, as you go through the Bible, that it's somehow geocentric, but a place where when you put your body in the grave, your spirit would go down to this place, and for the righteous, they would go to paradise, and for the unrighteous, they would go to torment, and they could see one another across the way, as we'll see in Luke chapter 17. And so what happens is Jesus then would go down to this place. When Jesus says, today you'll be with me in paradise, he's not talking about heaven, the abode of God. Why do we know that? Because when he resurrected, if you remember, he told Mary, don't cling to me. I've not yet ascended to my father. So where's paradise? Well, geocentric. And so Jesus would descend to the lower parts of the earth. He would go down into this place, proclaim liberty to those who were captive, who were waiting for his redemption. And then at that moment, all those people got to go to heaven. And now, if you're a believer, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If you're a non-believer, they're still going to that place of torment. It's still full. Those people will be delivered up on the last day before the great white throne, you know, in chapter 19 of Revelation. But we who are alive and die now, who believe in Jesus, will go directly to Jesus. Our spirits will go to Jesus. And then, someday, when the resurrection, the day of the resurrection comes, it tells us in Isaiah 26, that's a great place to look at it, you know that your dead, your dead body will will rise with my dead body. They shall rise, and and then we will enter our chambers, and the Lord will come out to punish the inhabitants of the earth. First Corinthians tells us that in a moment, in twinkling of an eye, we will be we will we will be changed, you know, and we'll be transformed. First Thessalonians chapter four tells us that we are going to be caught up, raptured to be with the Lord, but the dead in Christ will rise first. What does that mean? It means those who are who have bodies that are still in the in the graves those graves will open the, those caskets will burst apart i saw a casket the other, i did a funeral the other day and it was the most beautiful casket i've ever seen it was all cedar it was beautiful it looked like it belonged in somebody's living room it was so pretty it's like man it's a shame to put this thing in the ground and i said it's gonna be a real shame I even said this at the funeral. This is going to be a real shame when the resurrection happens and this guy busts his casket all to pieces. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.